Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat, talk, scream, all things true crime and paranormal. <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. And this week we are talking about aliens, motherfuckers. Yay! About yes. aliens. Yes. Okay. But how are we this morning? And I say this morning because we are recording at nine o'clock in the fucking morning, people. Wow. Oh dear lord. We never do that. We never do this. This is so weird. Um, there, there's, there's a car. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but it's a very loud truck that I feel like has been circling the area. Yeah. Because I heard him this morning when I was getting dressed and mm. it's very annoying. Anyway, how was our week, Sierra? Uh, it was kind of weird because, uh, I was on spring break, but not on spring break. Yeah. Like mm. you were, you were at work and then you were not at work and then you just did not, it, it wasn't a thing. It was a it, very, very it, weird It was week. very weird. Like. I don't know. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot to like try to like what, but in the end, I'm like I don't really care. Like I care. Like I got quite a bit done as far as what I wanted to do this mm-hmm. week. So there is that, and so I'm not super mad about it. But um, and I feel like if I wasn't, if I was at work, like we wouldn't have bought kayaks. We bought kayaks, y'all. and <laughs> so my life would be a little bit less exciting yeah um, um i'm staring at one right now we're going to go pick up the other one later so yay yay guys super fun and about uh, like an hour and a half so yeah yeah here we go <laughs> yeah. all right anyway let's get started um so this week like i said i'm talking about some aliens and it's more like a spree oh like okay. of a, like of alien abductions that happened in like the um like slash encounters like in like a weird span no, like in a in a like in a in a weird year. Like there was a weird year. There was an alien year, and it was a very weird one. Okay. Um, before we do, I got a good chunk of my info from meforthemind.com. Like, and when I say a good chunk, these bitches came in the clutch oh, because okay. I appreciate it. And then a couple of YouTube YouTube videos. Good lord, this is why we don't record in the morning because I'm not <laughs> fully awake yet, y'all. Um, it. I you literally, I, I haven't even finished my iced coffee. This is a problem. Um, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and a couple of YouTube videos. There we go. We'll get there. Um, which all, of course, will be on the blog as the usual. Okay. Anyway, here we go. Um, we're going to start with the case of the Mann family on June 19th, 1978. 1978 is our year. It okay. is a very strange year. Um, so John Mann and his wife, Gloria, his sister, Francis, along with their two children, not him and his sisters, him and his wife's children. Okay, let me make that clear. Okay, it, that's, we're just going to make that mm-hmm. clear for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's not an incest situation happening Thank here. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, they were driving home from Reading, Berkshire. I know I'm going to say this wrong, so you're welcome. Um, to Brockworth, Gloucestershire? Could be. Sure. Okay. Um, they realized they couldn't account for nearly two hours of their journey, which like... Me, every time I go in <laughs> the middle of the night by myself, I'm like, 
How did I even get here? (laughs) (laughs) They set off after 9.30 p.m. and expected to be home, like, around 11 Mm p.m. It was a journey they had made before, so, like, they knew the route. Like, Mm -hmm. they were like, okay, motherfuckers, yes, we know where the fuck we're supposed to be. A little little after 10 p.m., they had just passed Stanford in the Vale in Oxfordshire. Oxfordshire. Okay, sure. Um, the three adults, the the children were like all asleep in the back, mm-hmm. you know, Good uh, thing. as children do. Mm-hmm. All saw like a really fucking bright white light in front of them. Mm-hmm. They did what I would do in this situation. Uh, they followed it <laughs> 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 for a mile. Like, a mile, a mile and a half, you know, mm-hmm. give her some change in there. Yeah. Um, and then they saw the light, like, maintaining, like, its distance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they could see the full moon, so they knew it wasn't that, which sounds really familiar. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the other case, the Barney mm-hmm. and Betty Hill. They agreed that it was too big to be a star, which, um... <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, and it's obviously not the sun. Yeah. So, John pulled the car over and stepped outside and, um, like, outside the car. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm guessing, like, his failing attempt at, like, I got this. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I'm going to figure out what this is. Yeah. And to, like, see if there's any noise going on or anything like that. And then almost, like... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Immediately. Immediately. Thank you. Um, like this red light that was started to flash beside the white light, uh-huh. which not unsettling at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was now growing larger as it went, it like made their way, mm-hmm. not their way, or maybe it's, it's way? there. Yeah. Well, it's well, way. Yeah. Yeah. Towards them. Um, John would like later go on to say that he could hear it it was like a mixture like a mixture of like swishing sounds and then like a like a you know the sounds trains wheels make Mm -hmm. um and um it was getting like super super loud like almost like he like it was standing like right beside him right and it was like okay that's way too loud yeah yeah exactly so then his wife screamed at him get back in the car it's going to land which like john at this point is in like a fucking trance and he's like okay hold on and he hears her scream he's Mm -hmm. like all right and then he sped away from the light so after 100 yards or so they realized that they were no longer on the road that they had just been on which was a 417 um, and they were on a small windy road with sharp bends that were like, like almost like a residential one mm-hmm. because the hem, the, the hems, the hedges were all, um, like trimmed, trimmed. Thank you. And he could not see over them. Mm. John recalled that, quote, I had this strange feeling that if I had taken my hands off the wheel of the car, it would have driven itself, which mm. what? Okay. Uh, they rounded another bend and they found themselves suddenly in Farringdon, Gloucestershire. Although John could not recall passing the usual like welcome sign mm-hmm. to the town that he normally would have, they also noticed again the ball of light. And although this time it was behind them, like keeping up with them, mm-hmm. mind you, but not pursuing them as much as then like keeping it like, okay, we see the car, we see Ooh, you, we yeah. know you see us, um, which is. <laughs> not unsettling at all (laughs) um but like i said not pursuing them or anything like that um francis would later recall remember that's the Mm -hmm. sister um that it would disappear whenever they drove past a group of houses so like 
Like, turn the light off or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, these motherfuckers are going to think they're going crazy because, like, nobody else is going to, like, validate their story. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I just to be outside. Exactly. So, by the time they had reached the village of... Oh, God. Why do I do this to myself? You can do it. Um, No, that's, like, a whole... Siren side... Mm -mm. Look at that word. It's definitely Chester at the end. Siren Chester? (laughs) We're so sorry to our UK listeners. (laughs) Just, just for this one case. Um, anyway, it had vanished okay. once it reached this town. Um, expecting it to just be like a little after 11, again, the three adults were shocked to discover it was well after midnight, which makes sense if they're driving down roads that they don't know mm-hmm. and like he like was in some sort of trance and again, driving down roads that they don't usually go and such. Um, Frances insisted on driving her own car to her house in Stroud, several miles away, after the mans had put their children to bed. Um, John rang a, um, no, John rang RAF, uh, Bryce Norton to report the UFO. The following day, still, like, really fucking shaken, I wonder why, mm-hmm. um, John tried to locate the twisty winding road that they had driven down the night before, which, honestly, I would do the same thing, like, Hold on, this road seemed fun. Let me drive down it again. That's <laughs> um, a girl that has the favorite hills in the road. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I also have a favorite field. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so he uh, could not find it. Like, nowhere to be found. Mm. Uh, he also attempted to find the field where they had seen the ball of light. Mm-hmm. Could not find it. Which is... <laughs> okay. Uh, again... Um, John began to wonder if, like, they had, like, a group hallucinated, like, hallucination, mm-hmm. which I would, too, at that point. Uh, it's different if it's just one person, you know? Like, yeah. Like, everybody's asleep or, like, you know, they don't know, and you're like, oh, well, that's just, like, you know, like, a weird, like, um, dream or something, yeah. like, yeah. because you're, like, you know, sleep-deprived or whatever, but. Yes. So, however... Just as they thought, that, like, just as, like, they were like, okay, this was a fucking imagination. Mm-hmm. Like, we did some drugs on accident. Um, it is the 70s, after all. But John noticed that he had developed what looked like a heat rash on the lower part of his chest, which was extremely, like, sensitive mm-hmm. and itchy. And when he informed Gloria, his wife, um, she revealed that she, too, had similar markings on her left arm and leg. Mm-hmm. And then when they spoke to Frances, she confirmed that she also had one that resembled a heat rash on her as well. Hmm. So they went tramping through the woods instead. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps even stranger, all of them had discovered substantial bruising below their right knees with, like, no idea how they become bruised. Mm -hmm. Which, okay, I have bruises on the daily, but, like, on the daily. I have no idea how I got. Yeah. Like, ever. Like, but, I have four yeah. right now that I have no idea how, how I got. Yeah. One's in the shape of a butterfly, y'all. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering. But for all of them to have it. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um. Anyway, mine's because I'm anemic, but I don't know if all of these people are anemic, so... Right, but to get them all in the same location on yeah, three that's different weird. people. Yes, super weird. Anyway, okay. I have to I have to put in a little bit of skepticism, even though I want this to be aliens. Right. You gotta put it's the, always aliens. It is always aliens. Okay. Anyway, so the final straw for the man's were several disturbing nightmares that their daughter Natasha had over the weeks following their drive home. Gloria would later recall when her daughter told her of the dream, quote, she could see lots of strange people with funny eyes staring at her. 
and that someone had taken mummy and daddy into their room. And every time I hear mummy, all I think is, are you my mummy? (laughs) I love it so much. (gasps) It's the best episode. It's peak Doctor Who. I I love it. I know. It's, It's brilliant. Okay, anyway. When Gloria tried to pry more out of mm-hmm. little Natasha, poor little Natasha. <laughs> Tell me what to know. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, and Natasha grew, like, really fucking angry at her. She was like, you should know. You were there. What? Mm. What? Okay. So, upon hearing these accounts from Natasha, John Mann became convinced that something happened to them on their, mm-hmm. like, little journey. With that, like, little idea in his head, mm-hmm. him and his sister undergo hypnosis by a hypnotist Jeffrey McCartney. Uh, John recalled once under hypnosis that he had exited the car and um, a UFO had landed in front of them about 100 feet off the ground. John began to walk into a, like, strange mist, mm-hmm. as he, like, he described it, and it was around, like, eight... Like, he was surrounded by, like, eight tall figures. They were dressed in, quote, tight-fitting silver slash, like, gray metallic-looking suits with, um, baklava? 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 How do you say it? I don't know. It's the, it's the, helm, like, the, the little mask, you know? Oh. That, like, um, robbers wear. Oh. The ski mask. We're going to go with that. Because it's called... I, I know what it's yeah. called. Like, I, I know what it is. All I can think is baklava, but that's that dessert thing. So that's probably not it. I feel like that... I don't know how to say it. I'm okay. going to text my dad and he's going to send me like, what the fuck are you? Why? That's like yesterday. <laughs> that's like yesterday. Sierra and I were having like a pleasant conversation. And then we were... <laughs> Sierra's like, what if I died? And then... <laughs> I was like, um, and then and then she goes, what if the house burns down? I was like, we might need a bigger firebox. I was like, I don't know where the fuck my birth certificate is, and um, I should probably know where that is. So I had to call my mother um, and find out where it was, and mm-hmm. she has it, so we're all safe. We're good to go. <laughs> I know where my social security card is. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it was a very interesting 20 minutes in the car. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't know if I have it. I was like, what the fuck? She's like, I think I do. Let me go check. <laughs> you better. Somebody better. Well, like I said, it was either there or at my dad's house. Yeah. And so there's options. Okay. Anyway, back to this, this dude. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> How do we even get on? Oh, ski mask. Okay. He said he they walked past him and, like, took the two women and three children from the car. So, like, easier to subdue, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I mean, he was obviously pretty subdued, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, they then all proceeded to walk into the Column of Light, which <laughs> sounds like a cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which seemed to, like, lift them from the ground. Mm-hmm. Honestly, a fun time. Oh, speaking of lifting from the ground, guys, we got this thing for Emmett, which is our fish. And it is like a floating toy thing because I think he might be depressed. Um, It is this floating toy thing and it's like a spaceship with and it looks like it's abducting a cow because it's it's got a string attached to it. So it like floats and it looks like it's abducting a cow. Um, The cow looks like it's hanging itself, though. So I'm a little sad about it. It's kind of like sideways. Like if you don't re- if you don't think about the string part, like, yeah, then you're good. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, okay. So, they were then in a giant room with several tall figures around them. He was taken to 
Then he was taken to another room where he was sat in what resembled like a dentist chair mm-hmm. um, and had a bright light shown in his face. He claimed that the two tall figures were women and that one examined him closely, another pressing buttons on like a desk beside him. The women examining him then pulled something down from the ceiling and he blacked out. It was one of those face mask suck things. Oh my, like an X-Files? okay when he when he woke up he recalled that there was what looked to be a tall man in the room who spoke to the two women in a language he could not understand rude um the man then like addressed him in english also showing off talents there (laughs) um he stated his name was anuxia and it's it's a very weird Mm -hmm. very weird spelling of this name so I'm not offended if I get it wrong. Um, And that no harm would come to any of them. Which, bitch, what? (laughs) You just took me aboard this weird ship thing, put me in a dentist chair, and then made me black out. Well, it could be like sedation, you know. Um, Okay, John further recalled that he had inquired if they were on a spaceship and how it was powdered, which Anuksa replied that, quote, they would be prepared to bargain with the ship's technology in exchange for them to live on Earth. Oh, so now John's like an ambassador. Oh, apparently. (laughs) Um... Okay, he recalled being shown what he could only describe as, like, a film from a, uh, like, pilot's point of view, Mm -hmm. uh, who was flying over a desolate, rocky landscape that looked as though it had been ravaged by war or, like, a disaster of some kind. Mm -hmm. He claimed that he was seeing the film of Anuxa's people, quote, like, collecting their dead. Oh, okay, like, there's, like, his planet... Yes, yeah, and, like, the destruction of this homeboy's planet. Um, There we go, the alien homeboy. (laughs) (laughs) Now you guys know where this is (laughs) All right, anyway, so Frances, when she was hypnotized, completely separately from John, further clarified that they had seen a film, so, huh. Okay. Um, After having matched John's account almost identically until they were split from each other, um, until they were split from each other before their examinations. So that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, when Frances came to, she claimed that she had spoke with an explorer pilot called Ulyxia, who had led his people from the home planet of Janos. Like John, Frances also recalled being shown a film that showed why they had to find, like, a new home. Uh, okay, gotcha. So, like, dead people, ravaged mm-hmm. world, all that stuff. Um... There were three planets on the screen, Francis recalled. Quote, he said they were called Sarnaria, Sartun, and, Jan- and Janus. Um, Janos? What's with an O? Yeah, maybe. We're going to go with Janos. Sartun, the nearest one to their sun, came out of its orbit too close to Janos and began to break up, which is fucking terrifying. I'm sorry. Yeah, showering Janos with meteorites. One of these meteorites hit a nuclear power station and Uh. set off a chain reaction, which devastated their planet. So, super cute. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Francis Don't even love that. Yeah, seriously. So Francis even claimed to have seen a picture of a quote tall blonde lady and two young children, who were the pilot's wife and like son and daughter, all of whom she said he had told her died on Janos. Oh, okay. 
Lastly, Francis said that those that could flee the planet on, like, a huge mothership fucking fled. Yeah. Um, and then sent various explorer ships out into space to seek out other planets. And that Earth was a planet that they wanted to live on for exchange of technology. Which, why? Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't realize that they didn't really want to. <laughs> Even stranger, both Francis and John made passing comments about being given colorful, fizzy drinks before they left the ship. When asked what they were and why they were given them, each replied that they were told, quote, it's, help, it's to help you forget. You must forget or you'll be exploited. Which makes it sen- like, which makes sense. You know, don't yeah. be exploited and all that. So now we're going to jump December of that same year. Okay, motherfuckers, we're back, but you guys didn't really notice anything, but we went and got a kayak, so (laughs) (laughs) we picked up the other one, Um, so we took a nice little break. It was like two hours, but, you know, we're back. We're ready for part two. Part two. Okay, anyway, so we are going to jump to December of that same year, so Mm -hmm. 1978. 1978. A very strange year. All right, so while returning home, 33-year-old John Day, they were returning home to Essex. Essex. Okay, sure. Um, he was returning home, uh, with his wife, who was 29-year-old Susan, and their three young children. Again, they had three kids. So, little weird dinks. Everybody's named fucking John, and, um... Yeah. Everybody has three kids. Everybody has three kids, apparently. Um, they were returning home from Susan's parents' house in Harold Hill, um, like, just on their little journey, mm-hmm. you know, as, as they do. So their trip should have taken, as it usually did, um, 30 minutes. Like, they've driven this route before. They had set off from Susan's parents' house at around 9.20 p.m. When they drove up to their home and entered the house, they, like, got their kids ready for bed and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, They noticed the clock on their mantle showed 45 minutes after midnight. Whoa, that's even more time than the other people. Yeah, they couldn't account for three hours they had supposedly spent driving home. Uh, they felt unsettled and confused, as you fucking would when you're mm-hmm. missing three fucking hours. Um, these feelings of uneasiness only, un- like, increased over the coming days when the family began to experience strange and intense nightmares about these, like, large, very odd-looking creatures. Like, their eyes were large, they themselves were large. Mm-hmm. Uh, these nightmares reached such intensity that the family were, like, fucking terrified to go to sleep. Mm. I mean, I would be pretty fucking terrified to go to sleep as well. Right? It's just every night, like, okay, yeah. you know, usually it comes and goes, and then... Yeah. Um, almost against what he had considered his better judgment, John Day contacted a UFO group, who in turn put him in touch with a hypnotist, Leonard Wilder. And the truck's back. Da-da-da. I'm telling you, it's like circling the goddamn neighborhood. I think he he doesn't have anything better to do. Apparently not. It's like, okay, so there's this white car Mm. that I have beef with in our neighborhood. I've yelled at them because, like, I can't take it anymore. Their music is so loud, y'all. It, like, vibrates our windows. And, like, we live in a neighborhood, like, a very Mm. small neighborhood. So it's just, it's very, like, the houses are close together. It's very, very annoying. Anyway. Okay, so John agreed to go under, like, hypnosis in order to, quote, recall the lost three hours, um, you know, Mm -hmm. like any sane person would do. Mm -hmm. Susan, however, stated she did not want to relive the accounts again, Mm. which is valid. Yeah. Um, Their children also did not want to go under hypnosis. Now, I don't know if that was, like, Susan putting in her input or what, like, saving them from the trauma, you know? Yeah. 
John, however, after supposedly being um, conditioned, I feel like this is the right word, because this is a word that one of the interviewers used, Mm -hmm. by Wilder to, quote, only tell what really happened, which makes me very skeptical, like, when you use those, that, those two things together. Right, like, doubt just, like, creeps in. Yeah. Um, John revealed a fascinatingly detailed account of the events that took place on their drive home. So he stated that they had driven into a strange mist and had arrived out of nowhere. Like, like it, the mist had arrived out of mm-hmm. nowhere, which sounds familiar. Um, noticing a bright light that was following the car. The light then landed in the field adjacent to the route and shout out, an, like, shout out, shot out... <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> shot out another beam of light that lifted the car from the road into what, quote, looked like a spaceship. The next thing that he recalled, he was standing in a, quote, giant room with three tall creatures that were dressed in tight silver gray one pieces. Mm-hmm. Outfits that had the word that I cannot pronounce. Balaclava? Balaclava? Oh, the ski mask. Yeah, the ski mask. Ski, ski mask. Um, Guys. we're gonna get, we're gonna get so many fucking emails, like, this is how you fucking say this thing. I hope we do. Like, I don't, I don't care. I'm going to text my dad in, like, 20 minutes and I'll find out how to say it, but, like, don't, don't, do not DM me because I can't handle it. Okay, anyway, so they had, like, the ski mask helmet thing that uh-huh. covered the bottom of their faces, um, their eyes were bright pink and they had no eyelids, which, cute. Um, John, How did they keep their eyes? Moisturized. Maybe they had like the the second eyelids, you know. Mm. Um, and John assumed that they communicated with him telepathically, as he quote knew what they wanted him to do. Uh, not sketchy at all. Uh, as they made his w- no, as he made his way through a doorway into another room and lay on what looked to be an operating table, a metal arm swung over him like his body. Um, mm-hmm. John recalled that at that moment, three other creatures entered the room. These were shorter in height and proceeded to poke him with pin-like objects. John then recalls walking through a, quote, ship and noticing how the furniture was all molded to the wall, mm-hmm. which is like peak 70s design. <laughs> um, he even stated that he remembered seeing a table with a pile of cubes with magnets on them. They looked like some sort of game, apparently, which... I mean, if they're traveling from planet to planet, they probably need something to do. (laughs) They need some fucking entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing he knew, he was back in his car driving on their journey home. So, yeah. Walder, you know, the hypnotist, himself uh, pretty, like, predictably, predictably? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, stated that he had no doubt that Day was telling him the truth. Well, which makes me question the validity of this. So, yeah, that's how I was feeling. Okay, so although Susan refused to be hypnotized, she did talk about her own memory of the incident with John Clare, um, who was an interviewer for the News of the World newspaper. She stated that she remembered being covered contemporarily in a mauve, like, liquid which I don't love the sound of, um, and then pr- like prodded with pins by several small creatures. She stated that she screamed before a tall being with the ski mask type mm-hmm. helmet thing um, put his hand on her forehead. After that, she claimed everything went black. 
So, British UFO investigator Barry King was just one of the many who examined the day case. He stated in an interview, We have made an exhaustive inquiries and convinced that these two, John and Susan, did indeed have a close encounter of the third kind, which... One of my favorite sentences. <laughs> um, some of their descriptions are s- very similar to those given of like other genuine cases um, of abduction. We can find no reason to doubt their authenticity. I'm having trouble with words. It's today, those five-syllable ones. It, it just gets me. Okay, so lastly, we have another. We have another story, and I didn't really want to put this first because it just wasn't working. Like where, like with the other ones. Anywho, we have another pretty popular account the same year given by a lady who would only allow herself to be identified as Miss G from Devon, who claimed she was abducted in her back garden as she, like, hung out the washing, mm-hmm. like, on the lawn or whatever. Yeah. And this happened in February 1978. Okay. So this is before both of the other ones. Okay. Um, four months before the man's experience and then 10 months before the days. So Miss G made her claim to contact UK. She stated that she had noticed a blue slash white light approaching towards her garden in Ermington. Pl- oh God. I know how to say this in the South. I don't know how they <laughs> just say how you would say. Okay. All right. She stated that she noticed a blue white light approaching towards her garden in Ermington, Plymouth until it hovered over her about, like, 100 feet above the ground, which is tracking with, like, what the other people and how high the other people are saying these lights are appearing. Mm -hmm. And again, the color. Quote, suddenly I was enveloped and rising in a column of light. She goes on to say to the UFO investigators, I saw three figures who all looked like tall men. Each was dressed in tight, shiny, metallic-looking suit and looked what had on and had on what looked like a balaclava. I think that's how we say it. I'm okay. Gonna, we're at the end of the episode. I figured it the fuck out, guys. <laughs> Stop screaming at me in your car or wherever you are. God, I can't stand it. Okay. Anyway, she stated, although no one spoke to her, she was given permission and in the impression that she was not going to be harmed, which, <laughs> okay. Uh, Miss G then claimed she stood back in her garden and felt a quote, sharp blow on the uh, the lower part of her back of the neck. Okay, like where it meets her shoulders? Yeah. Um, I was stunned but not hurt. Uh, Miss G found that she had been stood in her garden much longer than she should have been and that all of the washing was still not on the fucking line. Rude. Right? If you're going to at least abduct me, at least finish my fucking chores, man, because this is ridiculous. In the following days and weeks, she says she was haunted by, like, strange and, like, really fucking terrifying dreams, which ultimately led her to getting in touch with Contact UK. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernard Dallaire, one of the Contact UK's most senior members. Oh. Yeah, damn. Um, Miss G's case... Mm, he goes on to say that Miss G's case is, quote, we take the report very seriously. Her story... Her story is very graphic and fits very similarly with the other reports. So, I mean, like, 1978, like man. Like, from before 1978. It fits with other reports from before 1978. No, he's talking in connection. Oh, well, I guess so, because it was, like, the first one. Yeah. Or she might have contacted them after. Yeah, because it he, says it says she... Um, waited. Waited weeks. Yeah. So, she might have been like, oh, hey, the man's had the same experience. Maybe I should call and, like, chat with someone. Yeah. So... All right, well, that's my story, um, my case. 
So this is like they were trying to make contact with the people of the United Kingdom and then... Yeah, it's it's very strange. Hmm. I don't know. Um, 1978, man. The year of the alien homeboys. <laughs> That's very interesting. It's but it, it was it all is. like... So similar in the and same I wanna year. Know, I want to know if there are like other reports that people just didn't report. Right. You know? yeah. Like, did those people in those houses actually see something and then nobody said anything? Because they saw like, because these were not like, these people were like fucking ridiculed after coming forward. I don't think mm. I said that, but like these people were like called like crazy. They were called like just like um, attention seekers, like mm. everything. So like people might have been like, <laughs> yeah, because 78, that. I mean, yeah. So, but yeah, Sierra has a wedding to go to. I'm going to make pizza. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Not for the wedding. I don't do weddings. Um, I don't remember what we're having. I know there's going to be wine, but I don't drink wine. So there's that. A bummer. But, but there's going to be like three or four different kinds. Y'all, we got Maggie a life vest. <laughs> Did I say this already? No. no. Okay. We got Maggie a life vest and she's going to look, uh, Chloe put it perfectly. She's going to look like a fucking highlighter and it's going to be great. She's going to hate it. I'm going to take a ton of pictures. I'll probably put it on the blog just so you guys can bask in all of Maggie's highlighter <laughs> glory. Um, but yeah, this will be her first time on a kayak. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. So I think she's going to be fine. I think at first it'll obviously be Awkward for Real her, weird. but I think, like, once she gets used to it a little bit, she'll mm-hmm. be like, okay, all right, mom's here, auntie's here, and the other one, it's okay. Yeah. So. And we got, like, we got two two-person ones. <laughs> yeah. And, okay, so the first one that we got, we got from Academy. And it's, like, a sporting store. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's everywhere. Are they yeah, everywhere? I, I don't think so. Okay, so it's a sporting and outdoor store. And I've never actually bought anything from Academy, like, me, myself, personally. Mm-hmm. And so it took fucking forever to bring this thing out to our car. Like, Sierra's like, should I go in? I'm like, what do we do? <laughs> um, and I had the thing on my phone. I was like, well, if you go in and they come out and I don't have it on my phone, they're gonna be like the fuck um then he didn't end up having to scan anything oh cute okay super fun um so anyway we got this one and it's a two-person one and we had to drive two hours (laughs) to go pick up this fucking kayak because it was sold out everywhere else like we live on the other side of charlotte and this was on the complete opposite side of charlotte Mm -hmm. So, um, it, it was, it was a journey. It was a drive. Mm -hmm. Um, it was not fun, but we got a kayak out of it. Anyway, so it's a two person kayak and (laughs) I don't understand how two people could fit in this kayak. Like two normal size people. Sierra's quite short. You're five two. Yeah. I'm five eleven. So (laughs) like between the two of us, there's no way we would both fit in the kayak. No, there's no way. It's like average, you know, like. Yeah. Between us, but... Yeah, there, there's no way. And Sierra like looks... Like, you could fit, but, like, not comfortably. No, it would be, like, Sierra and a child could fit comfortably mm-hmm. in it. Um, I could not. It, it would just... There's no way. Um, so, I'm very glad we got the two persons. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look really tiny in it the two person. It is so big for me, like... Cause it's ten feet long. Yeah. Um, and, um, I, like, I could just, like, sleep in this. <laughs> like, this could be my bed. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I could, like, lay down all the way and not, like, be touching. Oh, 110% you could. 
Um, but yeah, so it's it's going to be a very interesting journey. We leave in the in the morning, which is this last Sunday when this comes out. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, at like seven because we got to go pick up the mag baby. But yeah, it's going to be super fun. Um, if this episode is posted, that means everything went fine. If it's not, <laughs> we're dead. So. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, well, I gotta go water my plants because they're looking sad. So, Sierra, tell them all the things so I can go water plants. Um, so, as she said, she'll post. Um, she's gonna post pictures of Mags, which lucky, and um, <laughs> she'll post other pictures, like pictures about the cases and stuff, on Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you're following us so that you can get all the updates on there. And then um, you can send us an email at paranormalpodcast.com. Or um, if you go to our website, paranormal- no, it's paranormalpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, is our email? Oh, our blog is paranormal flip it around. <laughs> you got it. You know what I mean. <laughs> paranormalpodcast at gmail.com is the email. Yes, and then sure. the website is paranormalpodcast.com. You guys, you guys get it. There you go. You guys are smart. I, I can, I think you can handle it. Yeah. Um. So, the, on the website is. Um, the pictures and the just like what the episode is about, and then has all the sources for the uh, episode, and then it has uh, personal resources there that you can use as well. Um, you can contest contact us through the website if you will so choose. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you don't do email or social media or something, um, that's totally fine. That's why we have more I mean, than one it's option. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and then um, if you are interested, if you like Patreon, if you're interested in Patreon, we have a Patreon page for your own podcast. And we're recording some new stuff for that this week, so. We keep saying, we have been saying that we're going to update it, so. We, we definitely are updating it this week, though. I promise it's still, it's still happening. There's still stuff on there. But, yes, there is. Um, and you can, like, um, check out what there is so yep uh oh and then the paper mail if you guys are real old-fashioned and you want to bring me joy give some some support to the united states postal service and emily (laughs) and (laughs) send us some mail paranormal podcast uh p.o box 41 no (laughs) gosh dang it 1416 yes is that right yes okay monroe north carolina 28111 Four ones? Three ones. Three ones. We're doing really great. Why you guys do you are say not that confused. almost every other time? You guys are you guys are totally not confused. It's fine. We're good. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm gonna go eat some popcorn. Okay, bye.